after a narcissistic and abusive romantic partner cheated on her with multiple women and left her and the country with significant unexpected bad debt and ruined credit, she was forced to rebuild her life, her credit, and her trust in herself. Over the next few years, she navigated the challenging world of foreclosure court, filing for financial proposals, and divorce. During these times, she adopted a minimalist lifestyle, leaned on her personal network, and practiced radical personal forgiveness, acceptance, and responsibility. And she joins me via Zoom from Alberta, Canada, to share her story. This is a Time with Fred podcast. It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. And so my guest today on the Time with Fred podcast is Candace Smiley. Candace, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Fred. Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. Candace, every now and then I would think that I've, I've heard it all. But uh, I get stumped um, ever so often with stories such as yours, and I, I really couldn't help but um, you know just marvel at how one goes through a challenging situation like that, and 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 doesn't allow the situation to keep them to keep them down, right? Not to say that it's easy by any means, but how did this happen, or how did this start for you? You mind taking us back? I can take you back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it happened, you know, or at least the, the setup um, to, to have met someone like this and get myself into that kind of a situation, which to be honest with you, Fred, was something that hindered me from talking about this for a very long time, because I didn't want to be asked, like, how did you get here? <laughs> which I've now come to understand is, is oftentimes, you know, just general curiosity from people, or they want to avoid the situation themselves. And so they're not asking to accuse, they're asking... Uh, you know, to to self-preserve. So I think a lot of it happened because, you know, there were certain circumstances that happened previous to this that I didn't do a lot of the personal work to do some healing on. And, um, you know, for those who have checked out my story, I read my full bio, um, there were certainly what I would call plot twists in my life, things I didn't see coming, wasn't really prepared for, uh, had no awareness of how to deal with it afterwards. But because of that, and because I just sort of lim- kept limping my way through it, not really willing to uh, admit what had happened, uh, whether that was because I was afraid of uh, what people might say, um, my own, you know, self-belief, which is a big deal, right? Some of the, some of those things that happened really did shatter the belief I had in myself. And so when you start to question, you set yourself up <laughs> for, for um, people who may not necessarily be bad people, but you know, everybody makes some choices. And I certainly got caught up with somebody who wasn't making a lot of wise choices. Um, yeah. And that came after a four and a half year relationship. So four and a half years of time when I should have been able to trust this person and instead, you know, discovered a lot of this stuff after the relationship had ended after he'd left the country um, and it, was, it sort of just went from bad to worse, to be completely honest with you, um, when I was going through that. I must say, Ken, is that it's, it's, it's very bold of you, first of all, to, to come out and, and share your story. I think it takes a, a significant deal of vulnerability because um, there are a lot of people, like you rightly said, who would rather much, who would rather not broach the subject at all, not want to visit the painful past. And so for you to, to share your story with the world and, and being as open and candid as you are, 
um, is, is really laudable. So why did you decide to, to share a story with, with the world, Candice? Well, because I, I read once that our stories of survival become someone's roadmap. And I've, I've thought a lot about that, that, you know, I have a lot of respect for whether they're authors or speakers, um, men and women who have the courage to share their stories. They had an impact on how I moved through mine. And I uh, love this quote by uh, Hermes Muriel. And she says, what would happen if one woman told the truth about her life? The world would split open. And when I read that at the time, my world very much was splitting open. And I felt like I was learning truths about myself and about other people and those sorts of things that it was not a pleasant thing to have it split open. However, now on the other side, you know, after years of healing and personal work, um, I have discovered that in telling the truth, just because things are splitting open, doesn't mean they won't come back together more beautifully than they were before. I think too, um, sometimes truth is, is not convenient. In fact, most of the time it isn't <laughs> convenient. Um, but I wasn't aware that people like this existed. Um, you know, I grew up in an amazing family where, you know, my grandpa would have tanned my hide if I used somebody the way I've been um, used. And I think that, you know, some of the upbringing has had a huge impact on how I've been able to respond because I did have an amazing uh, base to start from. Um, no necessarily knowledge of how to deal with it when I was in it. And even for them <laughs> going, I don't know how to help you uh, with this, but at least I had the grounding. And so I think I want to tell the story so that other people are aware. And because I think, um, you know, if one other person who's maybe going through something similar or aligns in some way to a part of my story, that they won't give up, that they'll continue to do the work to come out on the other side. I'm, I'm, I'm sure our, our listeners will be will be curious, and if there's any question, I'm sure they'd want to ask you first. Well, is, is how how do you how do you deal with this, or, or, or how did you overcome this? And I'm sure it, it, it didn't happen overnight, right? I'm sure no. it years, right? And yeah, making. I'm sure even until now, you probably deal with some of those painful memories. But yeah, it was one thing just going, you know, dealing with abuse, but then there was also a significant amount of debt and how to go mm -hmm. foreclosure and all. But how do you cope? How do you deal with 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 all of that? Uh, well, I can remember, um, you know, before I heard about the cheating and that sort of thing, um, and I had just begun to discover uh, the mess of the financial debt that I had been um, left with. And I can remember lying awake at night and the whole bed was shaking and I was drenched in a cold sweat because I had no idea and was just absolutely terrified of what I was now walking into and didn't see a way out of. And there really wasn't a way out except through. Um, you know, if you're going through hell, just go straight through, right? <laughs> so that was kind of where I was at. Um, but along the way, I met some really amazing people who were certainly supportive. I do wish now that I had been uh, able to be a little more vulnerable because people were a lot kinder than I thought they were. Um, even I remember being in foreclosure court at one point, and I mean, I I had no idea. I sort of was left with this property, and I needed to deal with it, and that's a long story. But even the other side was sympathetic, um, you know, to the story when I told it, because it was truth as, as outlandish as it sounded, even as I was telling it, it's true. And I've noticed that when you tell the truth, people go, oh, <laughs> okay. And, you know, so they were kind, even, even when the situations weren't awesome. How did I deal with it? How did I cope? I think, I think a lot of it was, I knew that the best revenge was a life well lived. And, I can remember standing in my house as I was realizing the mess uh, that I was in 
And I didn't want this person to win, uh, you know, and it's interesting because they still call every year uh, just to see how I'm doing. It's, it's really entertaining to me now. I laugh about it now. Um, but, you know, I didn't want to like, there had to be a silver lining. Does that make sense? I had to make something good come of it. Otherwise it was just going to be a horrible experience that I had to live through. And so I guess it's because I was doggedly determined uh, A to get through it and B to get through it well with some dignity intact um, that I did. And, you know, maybe that's that backbone. Like I said, the, the foundation that was there that was like, this might suck, but so is staying where I am. Yeah. Was, was there a particular mindset that you had to get into, right? Or, or, or frame of mind to kind of help you deal with this. I mean, it's very much saying, so saying, being positive or whatever, but in your case, were there, were there any, any particular mindset tools or anything that, that helped? Yeah. I journaled a lot. So if I was honest in one place, it was there. Um, I started to be honest with myself because I didn't necessarily know how to be honest with other people. And a lot of other people in my world didn't necessarily know how to deal with it. Um, and there was a lot of sort of, uh, I don't know how to help you. And so I realized I would probably find people that could help me with various elements of it, but I would need to be honest. And so I was honest first with myself when I was mad, when I was overwhelmed, when I was tired, um, you know, that sort of thing. And I, I worked through a lot of that. And again, I think it was this dogged determination that at one point, and I mean, if you read parts of my story, there was, um, I lived through hundred percent of my other bad days. Um, and I have some, you know, stuff that I lived through before that, that I was kind of leaning on that, that I was like, well, I made it through that. So I'll make it through this. And I really did believe that, um, not necessarily in karma per se, but you know, that what goes up must come down and, and the vice versa, right? Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It is, it is what it is. And so I leaned on some of these ideas that, you know, if I'd lost this significant amount of money, then maybe one day I could earn it back and then some, because now I was getting that beautiful priceless gift we call wisdom, which you only get when you get your teeth kicked in. And so I figured, you know, one day I'll hopefully have my weight worth gold um, of that, that then I could use and apply. And wouldn't it be awesome if, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, I can use it and say, this was supposed to break me. It didn't. It shaped me into this gorgeous person that I am today. I didn't let it define me. And in fact, I'm using it now to make a radical positive impact. What a, what a powerful background there. Candice, what, what do you say to those who, those of us who go through life and want to be so guarded, right? We don't want to let anyone into our inner circle for obvious reasons. Um, and, and so we, we go through these moments, these challenging moments, and, and, and we keep people out because we don't want them in a business. And then, you know, we're, we struggle. We, we carry this, this load um, by ourselves until it gets us to a point where we can't take any, we can't take it anymore. Um, oftentimes it's, it's too late, unfortunately. And I, I get why folks don't want other people in the business and want to, you know, but what do you say to, to those um, who just have that mindset, right? This is just my life and you know, I'm not really going to let anyone, I'm just going to carry this load the best way I can. Um, that was me for a very long time. So I think I'd have a lot of empathy and compassion for them. Um, certainly after various, you know, plot twists that have happened in my life, I had, uh, you know, not just built a wall around myself. I'd certainly built a wall and then I dug a moat and then I put a drawbridge in and, you know, like there was no way anybody was getting in. 
The challenge with that is it's a lonely existence. And that wasn't necessarily what I, I wanted to have happen. And we as humans are meaning-making machines, right? We, we apply a meaning to everything. And I'd often think about that. Like, what if I reapplied the meaning I'm giving to this? So I've been told that going through foreclosure is a horrible thing and now you're ruined. Well, maybe I'm not. Maybe, maybe this is just another learning tool, right? Because either you win or you learn. And so thankfully, I had been um, highly invested in personal development, and have continued to often because I couldn't afford, you know, to go to therapy or some of these things, but those resources exist in a lot of cheap or affordable <laughs> or even free resources. And so I was tuned into a lot of that, usually just looking for, for relief, <laughs> right? Something to help me through this, help me to something, help me shift the mindset. And so a lot of times I realized I was having a negative reaction, not because of the thing that had happened, right? The thing that happened happened months before or years before, but I was still telling myself a story about that. And I kept reliving it and reliving it and reliving it and reliving it. And that was part of the radical responsibility and acceptance that comes because, you know, I could forgive the person, but if I didn't accept it, once I shifted into, okay, this is the way it is. I certainly could wish that it was different. It'd be nice if it was different, but it's not. And so I'm wasting very valuable energy on what I could be putting on resources and looking for resources and opportunities and solutions, I'm spending in guilt, I'm spending in shame, I'm spending in very low energy thoughts that aren't moving me forward. And so for me, um, I would start to live in, okay, let's pretend, let's pretend that I'm not overwhelmingly in debt. Let's pretend I'm not heartbroken. Let's pretend I'm not, you know, wondering why, you know, these four women had anything, you know, better than, than I did. And to be honest, I'd met most of them. I remember thinking to myself, you're no different than me. You're no better, you're no worse. You know, they were just very, they were very people. And I remember thinking, this is actually really powerful because people don't cheat because of who you are. They cheat cheat because of who they are. And that was freeing. And I was like, okay, I'm done with that. Moving on to the next thing. <laughs> Um, you know, it wasn't anything I did. And then same thing with sort of the situations. My mistake was trusting someone and not trusting myself when my gut went off that said, I don't know if I have asked enough questions. And even though we've been in a relationship for a while and I should be able to trust you, maybe I need to do my own due diligence. And so it took me from somebody who would have said, I'm a victim and this happened to me, to me saying it happened. It was quite an experience. I'll probably write a book about it one day. Hopefully I can make some money on that. And in the meantime, I've learned a lot. I've gained some wisdom, met some cool people. I have a cool story, you know, and I'm still here. Um, so, and to be honest, it's given me um, a feeling of bravery, I guess, courage, because when other people are afraid, you know, to make a sales call or try a new business or fall in love again, I think, I'd, I've been through stuff that I thought was going to destroy me and it didn't. So this probably won't. So let's try. And so, you know, and to be honest, my life is bigger and better because of it. Yeah. What doesn't kill you, make you makes you only stronger, right? <laughs> Legitimately. You, you, you touched on forgiveness there, which, which is one of those big things, Candace, that many of us just can't seem to, uh, to do. Um, and in your case, I mean, you had every reason not to. Uh, but how did that journey of forgiveness um, turn out for you? I mean, how, how did it play out? How did you, how did you do, how did you do that? I mean, I'm asking all these questions because I, I know, you know, 
people who have been wronged, um, not even to the level of, 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 where, of what you experienced, but who just made up their minds they're just never going to forget. I know the spiritual benefits. I know the, uh, the, the, the health benefits. But I was going to be mad anyway. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but why was it important for you to choose to forget? Uh, to be honest with you, Fred, the, the moment uh, that I was actually finally able to forgive, because I held on to it for a long time, uh, was when I became pregnant with my daughter. And I think it's because at that point, I was really conscious of the fact that I was housing another human being and not just another human being, but she was being created. And I was curious, as woo-woo as that might sound, at the impact of what I might be holding on to in a negative sense. And would that science, you know, proving it or not, would that have an impact on her life? And did I want that person who wronged me to have any kind of impact on her beautiful, innocent life? And the answer was a hard no. And so it became very easy to practice forgiveness, not even for me, but for her. And I think that had a huge impact on how I've continued to move forward because you know, letting go of it was actually um, the easy part, the acceptance part of what was and some of the constraints financially, et cetera, that I, I lived with for years following were more frustrating because they were sort of constant reminders of what had happened. But at the end of the day, um, again, we apply meaning. And so we hurt ourselves. And so a lot of it was just coming to this place of it happened. Um, what can I learn from it today? I'm reminded, great, what can I be grateful for? And so it was a very conscious decision. There was nothing, um, you know, went to the beach one day and tossed it in the sea and it went away. No, there was a habit of thinking that got me in that place. And there was a habit of, of thinking new thoughts that got me to the place where I don't think about it now, except to maybe tell the story without any emotional hit. Yeah, yeah. There there's also um, just a lot of people that I've, I've spoken to on this podcast, Candice, who found their purpose um, from the challenges that, that they went through, whether it was a, a painful divorce, um, like your case or abuse or bankruptcy or whatever. And out of those very painful memories, they found their purpose, right? And so what they do now was as a result of of those painful experiences that they had. Um, when we go through those painful experiences, we loathe them. We don't want them. They're not fun. They're not, they're not, they're not pleasurable, right? But there's always that, you, you, you called it the, the silver lining. There's always that perspective that we can glean from those experiences. How much of that is true in your case or what's true in your case? 100%. Hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to go through it again, for sure. Um, but I think about my own experience. Um, and because, especially now that I've been sharing it, but certainly before that, I, I think I recognized certainly in other women when they were going through something and maybe didn't trust their partner and stuff like that. And because of what I'd gone through, I dealt with it differently, right? If I, you know, if someone came to me and says, I think my partner's cheating, I no longer brushed that out under the rug. And I went, maybe have a conversation, right? And that would inspire change or that would inspire, you know, big change. So I think I began to approach the world just very, very differently. Um, and I've recommended, you know, I had some great support people who walked me through the scary financial part of that, um, which people often deal with in one way or another, as you were saying. And I've been able to come to people and say, why didn't you call so-and-so? 
they helped me out when I was in a predicament. <laughs> they can probably help you out with your smaller predicament. And that's felt good um, because even in that small way, I've been able to make an impact. And so if, if it's meant to be for good at some point, it's just part of the story. It's just one more chapter. One of the questions I, I like to ask um, of my guests is, is what defines them. And I've, I've heard, I've heard so many, um, especially for those who've been through, you know, some of those life, uh, some of these challenging moments of life. And if I were to ask you, Candace, what, what defines you, um, what would that answer be? What defines me? Well, I think that one of the things I've taken time to do, certainly post this, is to define my values. So to know, you know, what words might um, I could maybe apply to what I would say would define me. Um, and I really love words. I always have words meant a lot to me through part of my life when I knew what my name meant. And I felt like my mother would not have been, you know, led to that name if it wasn't meant to be for me and, and the impact that that had. I think we create our world with our word. Um, and that, of course, starts with what we're saying to ourselves in, you know, the quiet of our minds and our hearts. And so, you know, one of the things that came up for me when you were saying that is freedom. That's one of my core values. Having known what it's like to not have freedom, right? Um, financially, we're, we're run by a lot of things in the world. And how free it feels now to not be held down by unforgiveness or guilt or shame or any of those things. I'm living quite out loud. I don't mind discussing just about anything. There's nothing that um, would do that. So that would be one of the words that certainly, you know, would define me. I think about some of the things that I stand for, collaboration, connection, communication. These are paramount certainly in my podcasting career and, you know, why I come out and connect and talk to other people. It matters. Um, and then I think about things like compassion, because I think one of the things it's given me is compassion, because we don't know what other people are going through. And for a long time, I didn't talk about it. And so people knew I was guarded, or they, you know, had an unconscious sense that they couldn't trust me. And that was because I couldn't trust myself. So it wasn't that I was dishonest or had any intention to screw anybody. But when you're not in integrity, when you're hiding that kind of a secret, or you're working through some stuff, um, that has a big impact. And so, you know, I might say words like integrity would come into play um, in that. And I'm grateful that at this point, especially now that I've started telling my story and just telling it candidly, whenever the opportunity arises, that my life is an integrity. It's just, it's living and breathing and doing. It's just all the same thing. If you were to ask me to come up with a name for for what you do i'd say candid candace right um not sure if it's crossed your microphone but anyway yeah just me being corny but um mm -hmm. on a more serious note uh the work that you do uh create the ripple can you can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about the work that you do and and the yeah and i think it's, it's having, yeah you know, it's partly, it's, it's a podcast right now. Um, certainly there's some intention to grow. I started as an entrepreneur, as an event planner. And so I had a, a company, it was Create the Ripple Events. And again, it kind of goes back to that connection, collaboration, communication. These, I think, are really key things. And we do that when we come together, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a much bigger sense. Certainly now with the podcast, it's about sharing the story. And I love having conversations that matter. Yes, there's a lot of C's in there, but I do. Conversations that matter you know, they take courage and we need more of that right now. We need more, like you say, the candid conversations we do. We just, 
you know, we live in a world of filters where everything is very pretty. And I'm like, my life is not very pretty. There's an Instagram shot. That's really pretty. But the rest of it, you know, is, is not that pretty and that's okay. There is, you know, surprisingly a, a lot of life that is really unremarkable. And there is something remarkable about that when there's no drama and that sort of thing. And of course, there is plans to do um, some bigger scale events and hopefully one day um, things like the Create the Ripple campaign because there was at one time um, a time when I wasn't able to honor my word the way I wanted to financially. I felt very strapped for resources, energetically, emotionally, financially, you name it. Um, I felt very depleted and there were some amazing people who came alongside often without asking for anything, whether it was energy, time, money, you name it. And they walked with me through that. And I would like to one day return that um, in a big way and uh, hopefully start a movement on the same for those people that stand by us when we are not at our best. Yeah. Paying it forward. Absolutely. Ken, is this, this, there's someone listening to us right now um, or, or listening to your story and it's, bringing back memories, right? Maybe they may be dealing with, with something right now. Um, they may be stuck, whatever they may have gone through, may have kept them down. They may be dealing with regret. They may be hating themselves. They may be hating the other person. Um, they just may not have the strength right now to even, to even move forward. Um, what do you say to that person? It gets better. It doesn't get better today. Um, it may not get better for a while, but that's okay. I think back to my own experience, I knew it was going to be bad and I knew it was going to be bad for a while. Uh, whether that was in the way that I was dealing with it, I knew it would hurt for a while. I figured if it was going to hurt and be bad, I may as well just let it be rather than looking for a band-aid, rather than looking for something that would be a quick fix I figured it was better to just sort of sit and deal with it than not. And I think that that was a, a really big blessing that I didn't know I was giving myself was sort of the acknowledgement that I am where I am and it's not pretty and it's taken me a while to get here. Even if I didn't know I was getting there <laughs> and that happened, you know, quickly in terms of my awareness. Um, but that you get to take all the time in the world to get to the other side. You will get there. Um, you'll need to do the work. You'll need to own it. It won't be fun. You'll be mad. You'll be sad. Uh, you might even be angry. I know I got angry for a long time. Um, and then one day it just won't be so bad. That's just, that's the nature of, of who we are, especially if you're committed to healing and it's okay. It's okay. If, um, like with one part of my story, if it takes you 19 or 20 years before you start talking about it or five years or six years or 10 years, but you will get there. And then when you get there, um, enjoy it. And so if you're sitting there and it sucks right now and you can't yet imagine when it will be better, I'm letting you know from the other side, it is better. It does get better, but just go through it right now. And I know that that doesn't necessarily, that's not the band-aid or pretty things that I think most people want to hear, but I know for me, I had to speak truth to myself and there was a lot of relief in sort of just coming to acknowledge what was rather than trying to imagine it away. Even if I did create some goals and mindsets and work on where I wanted to go, um, there was a lot of power in acknowledging where I was and then where I wanted to go and just begin to work 
for the two, slow and steady. Powerful words, Candace. So if you were to give any advice to your younger self, what would you tell that? <laughs> Lots of things. <laughs> don't maybe, maybe, date maybe. the guy. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, no, I've thought about this a lot, uh, to be honest. Um, and I think I would, I think I would tell her, you'll be okay. And I think that's the advice I would give to just about anybody who was younger, whether it's, you know, heading into your teen years, because those are bad, right? Whether it's heading into your twenties where you don't know who you are and you make dumb decisions that you pay for in your thirties. Um, I would say you're going to be okay. And in the meantime, figure out who you are and figure out your values. So I wish I'd figured out my values sooner. I wish I'd done a values exercise because they were going to change. Of course they were, but I would just encourage myself to love me more because I may have still gotten into some of these relationships that, you know, caused some big wounding, but I don't think I would have stayed as long. And so the lessons would have been shorter even if I'd lived the lessons anyway, because I don't necessarily know I'd want to save my younger self from all the lessons, but I would want her to stay shorter, <laughs> like, you know, lesser lessons, but <laughs> still learn them. So yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah, that, 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 it's, it's a good point there, Ken. So it's this, this, this stigma that I, that people tend to have um, when they're going through, you know, situations like that, maybe when they leave, you know, what society might say or how they might be perceived. And so they rather stay in and go through hell, right? Instead of, you know, raising, raising their hand or, or, or crying for help. Uh, why should that not be the case for a lot of people who are enduring um, for, for, for all the right reasons, right? They want to, you know, stay and, and, and give life a second chance for whatever, but I think there come a time, uh, there comes a time when enough is enough and we're not condoning, you know, that people, you know, leave their marriages or whatever. But what we're trying to say here is to your point, right? Stay shorter, right? Don't, don't stay in for the long haul. And especially if you're hurting, if you know there's some help yep. that you can get, right? You can yep. speak to that as we kind of wrap this up. Absolutely. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm now in an amazing committed relationship with a partner who, I mean, I think it was great because I came into this one without hiding anything, uh, you know, from my past or feeling any shame about that. So that's a really powerful place to be when you can talk about those things that would have defined you in previous relationships because it was unhealed, had an impact. Now it's just part of the tapestry, right? That makes up, you know, the story uh, of, of who I am and how I got here. Um, it's interesting conversation, right? Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm here and, you know, like there isn't an option of an out mostly because I've come into it setting very different boundaries because of past relationships where I didn't have boundaries. Uh, I know how to communicate what I want, what I need, uh, who I am. So I'm a little, you know, less unapologetic, right? Like I'm like, this is who I am. This is what I'll tolerate. This is what I won't tolerate. And so unfortunately, you know, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. Yes. And that's such a big thing. That's the whole radical responsibility. I had to own that. I ignored the niggle. I went into that relationship unhealthy. I didn't do the work. If I'd done the work, like I said, I might've been four months in and went, whoo, I need to peace out. And then I had been grateful for the lesson and I wouldn't, I would have avoided, you know, all of the mess there and how much more so if the person, cause I think hurt people hurt people. What if, what if my partner had done some work? 
right? So I think, you know, we undermine when it, we when we're working on ourselves, the impact of that. In fact, I, I chatted with a gal the other day who called me specifically because she's in a relationship and she was like, do I leave? And I get that question a lot when people are talking to me, should I go? Should I do what you did and just peace out? And I have to remind them, I'm like, look, I stayed for four and a half years and he had to leave. It wasn't me that left. I didn't have the courage to do that, even though it was bad and I knew it was bad or, you know, other relationships where I stayed at least two and a half years too long. I said, that's not the question we should be asking today. Today, it's how did you contribute to the fight you just had? What patterns do you guys have engaged in in your relationship? What are you doing to work on it? Don't worry about him. He's You got to fix you first. So go tell yourself the truth about what you want, who you are, how you're impacting the situation. Go read a book, and I recommend a few, and they're all on my website of ones that have had huge impact on me. Get grounded, get sorted, make sure you're not contributing to the problem. And I said, I guarantee even if you decide you're leaving anyway, you will do it from a place that isn't traumatic, that isn't emotionally charged. You'll do it from a very powerful ground in place. And the other person will likely say, you know what? You're right. That's different. And that's, I think, what I was getting at about the whole thing is it's not about whether you stay or leave. It's whether or not you're good with you. Because when you change you, Everything else changes, even if you decide to leave, or maybe you have the courage to have a conversation that matters and that changes everything too. Wow. What a powerful, what a powerful, what a powerful perspective. A few things that's, that stuck out. Um, you mentioned the best revenge is a life well lived. You attract who you are, not what you want. And when you change you, everything changes. Candice, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing not only your personal life experience, right, but the lessons and how this uh, can benefit all of us, really. And I trust that our listeners have found this to be tremendously valuable. I have. Um, and, and if you have, this is really why we do what we do. Uh, right, Kenneth, before we go, you're, can you share your website with our, with our audience and where they can learn more information about Absolutely. Yeah. It's just CandiceSmiley.com. So C-A-N-D-I-C-E-S-M-I-L-E-Y. That's it. They can find all my connections, all my social media and more links to my stories right there. So Fred, thank you. Thank you so much for um, hosting the show today. Pleasure's all mine. And I really appreciate you. Uh, Stay well, stay safe. And uh, to your listeners, until next time, stay well. Thank you.